We got married in a fever, <laughs> hotter than a pepper spouse. Hey. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, hello everyone and welcome back to The Woman Podcast. I am Nikita and I'm going to be your host today, but I also have some incredible women who will be um, sharing today. Um, I just want to let you know that today we are going to be talking about a fun topic. Uh, it's going to be, what would you tell your younger self? But before we dive into that, I'm going to have these amazing women introduce themselves and Miss B, I'm going to start with you. So just kind of like tell us who you are and tell us what is currently happening in this season of life that you're in. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh -huh. uh, well, everyone calls me Miss B. My yep. real name is Joanne M. Bazette, but <laughs> everyone's coined me as Miss B. Mm -hmm. And I'm Pastor Rick's mom. Hunter's grandmother, and then besides that, I have tons of grandchildren <laughs> and great-grandchildren, and this coming summer, I will turn 82, and I rejoice in that, Hello, because Amen. it's quite a heritage, and it's quite a uh, privilege to be alive in this world, and I just want to be used by God, and uh, I do lead a fantastic, the best group of all in this world. It's called Doing Life Solo. And it's widow ladies. Yes. And, you know, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. And two ladies that are at this table with me <laughs> would are very helpful and behind the scenes part of that, whether they spoke, sung, or cooked, or shared. <laughs> and it is a tremendous privilege to have a church like New Life Church behind that ministry yes because so there's none other like it so good locally well speaking of those other two ladies kim would you introduce yeah. yourself hey girl hey <laughs> um kim brown here uh as miss b mentioned um i do the cooking for doing life solo um as a chef that's what happens in my life um i absolutely love it um I love overseeing events and food and menus and traveling to new places to try food. So I'm a chef, a foodie, a, a <laughs> lifestyle uh, enthusiast, yes. as one may say. <laughs> um, in this season, I have a daughter that's getting married. Yes. yes. So it is all things <laughs> wedding right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah. And finally, we have my best friend. Hey, girl. Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, ladies. So I'm Heather Hoyt, and I love this table so much. Um, so I used to do the cooking for this <laughs> <laughs> solo go. group. Let's go. <laughs> and um, then God brought the amazing Kim Brown into my life, uh, really into the kitchen. <laughs> and um, she served with me. And I remember thinking, there's something special about this woman. And I, I think I'm going to, like, turn the reins over to her. And so I, I love Pastor Rick always says that you look for someone who is way better than you mm -hmm. <laughs> and raise them up. And Kim was way better than me <laughs> in doing it. And uh, 
So it, it's still a pleasure to walk past the kitchen and see you in there and know that God has placed you there and how yeah. instrumental you are in speaking to anyone who comes into the kitchen. It's like your table. They gather mm-hmm. around your table. Yeah. And um, you're such a mother to many. I just... I love you and Miss B. Your your part in my life is irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are a truth speaker and, uh, and quite, a, quite a prayer warrior. Can we say that again? Truth for the speaker. She is a truth speaker. <laughs> she will uh, pray pray things into your life and pray them out too. <laughs> she is so faithful. Um, so I have been at New Life Church for 18 years at this point, and what a game changer. I just never knew that a place could exist where we could be in relationship with one another, love one another in good seasons, in hard seasons, being committed. We lean in, we press in as family. And I just never knew that the body of Christ could look this way. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm so honored. Uh, And in this season, uh, my life is really full. And, you know, I'm the youngest of five kids, and mom and daddy now live across the street from Amber and I. My sister and I live together. And um, so <clears throat> between being at my house, being at their house, and being at God's house, we got a full house. <laughs> 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 um, but we are headed into woman season. And so I help oversee the after party for a woman. What? Yeah. We bring the party. <laughs> and um, so we are in full swing, getting ready for all that God has prepared for us and for the ladies mm-hmm. of Woman Conference. Shout out to Woman Conference. Get registered. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Okay, so before we kind of dive into the topic of, like, kind of getting all of y'all's stories and wealth of wisdom and knowledge, I just wanted to, like, say just a quick thing. Like, this is a topic for everyone because I know some people will hear uh, what would you tell your younger selves? And then someone, people will check out, and they're like, oh, I'm not younger anymore. But listen, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> we can learn from everyone in all seasons of our yeah. lives. So That's from right. junior high, high school, all the way up until you, if you have great, great, great grands, okay, yes. at this point, mm-hmm. we can learn from one another. And so I'm just going to encourage you guys to, as you're listening, to lean in, uh, and to think about, you know what, I'm glad that I'm learning from these women who have done a lot of life before me, so I won't have to do those things. But also, like, if you are in later stages of life, think, hey, you know what, there are some young women who can actually learn from the things that I've done and the life that yep. I've lived. So yeah, good. just kind of want to encourage you as you're listening to kind of think it, think about that from those two perspectives. Yep. So, good. so good. what would you tell your younger selves? Let's start with a fun one, like a Kay. quick one. So, what would you tell yourself, your younger selves, about uh, fashion or advice, or maybe a fashion trend that you would have avoided? Miss <laughs> uh, B, you get to go first. Who wants to go okay. first? I. In my day, uh-huh. you wore full skirts, and under those full skirts. You wore slips Mm-mm. that your mom made wow. out of raw type cotton, oh. and you dipped them in raw starch and Ooh. hung them out on the line. <laughs> so when they dried, they were stiff. And when you put them on, your bare legs became 
scars. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. No. And then you would have to walk from your house to the school for an event. And by the time you got there in the night air, the slips had fallen down to be no longer making your beautiful skirt flowing in the wind. Oh, my God. Don't ever wear starched slips under <laughs> your clothes. End of story. <laughs> Noted. Unless you want your legs to bleed and then lose right. your drawers. <laughs> and here we are thinking Spanx is bad. Right. Oh, man. Oh, Spanx are your best friend. No best compar- friend now. No comparison no to comparison. that. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing. I'm so I'm so glad to know. Oh. Man. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, since we're talking about personal, I'm going to go with bangs. Um. You know? <laughs> I'm a 80s, 90s yep. kid, yep. you know? Um, and my, you weren't allowed to do your own hair. <laughs> so, you know, you. someone did your hair for you. Um you weren't allowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, I can cut my own bangs. Oh. Oh. I don't need, I, that's what I said, I don't need professional person to cut bangs. How old were you? Um, this started at nine. <laughs> <laughs> this was me trying to impress on the playground. Everyone else had bangs. I wanted bangs. And I can do this myself. Well, I didn't know that something professional, you pull down the hair so when it pops Uh back up, it lays where it's supposed to go. (laughs) My bangs were literally my forehead line. (laughs) I mean, like... (laughs) They were there. They shrunk. That facial, you know, that... And I'm looking at I'm, I'm like, that does not look like the girls on MTV. <laughs> what did I miss? So I got the curling iron and hairspray. I pulled some more hair from the back. Yeah, you did. And curled tight. <laughs> and all my mother could say was, you look foolish. <laughs> I did. I did. Bangs. Oh, so get your bangs done professionally, professionally. or call a friend. Call a friend. <laughs> phone a friend. Phone a, phone a friend. Just oh, Kim, is there evidence? Are there pictures of right. this? It is. This. It mm. is. I love y'all. I don't know if I love y'all. <laughs> you know, I have some strong rules on social media, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you gotta trust. Mm. The people. That's a word. <laughs> with information mm. and pictorials of past mm. mistakes. Yeah, I'm not one of those people. Mm. I, 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 I sense the spirit of distrust from my failed bangs. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And to my friends that listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. don't you dare. <laughs> I will now burn all evidence since I have. Please. 
someone glean from my mistakes. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, Heb, yeah. what about you? I'm glad this isn't video. I think my mascara is running. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to go a little bit later in life for me. So this is post coming to New Life Church. And so there was <clears throat> a trend that has kind of made its way back around a little bit. But, you know, every time a trend comes around, it's kind of <coughs> made a little bit better, you know, a little bit better. Um, but when I, you know, I don't even remember which years it was, but there was a season of time where skirts over pants, dresses over pants was a thing. And, you know, I, I didn't realize that I loved it because I just love layers. <laughs> There's a wiser way to do it. And there are, there actually are these days, uh, um, some dresses over pants that look, look really cute. But back then, no, it, it wasn't too good. And uh, I worked for a little while with um at a federal halfway house and there was a sweet guy he wanted a church to go to so he came to our church and he loved our church it was amazing and um but he asked me a question he was like miss hoyt um i really love new life church he's like here's all my notes like he took a lot of notes he goes i just have one question he goes, is there like a dress code for women? Because everybody <laughs> wears these dresses over pants. Is that like you have to? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, sir. <laughs> that's not that's not like a dress code. <laughs> that's just like a fashion trend. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. Mm. He didn't understand it, and I should have said, I don't either. <laughs> Like we're just, right. we're just doing it. You're just doing it because everybody else is doing right. it. And I like layers. I just needed a little bit of wisdom, a little wisdom to say there's better ways to there's layer. There's other ways to layer. <laughs> There's, there's other. Mm -hmm. Was that in the summertime? Oh, that was in the all time. That was oh. all time. That was the all time. Yeah. If you look in Heather's archives on her Facebook page, oh man, you may find photos. Oh god. Just gonna put that out there. Y'all hear that bus just run me over? <laughs> you may be able to find some. Mm -hmm. So They're there. Clearly, we can Heather learn things. archiving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we can learn things. I mean, like, for, in fashion, do you, but, like, make sure you're doing you. Make yeah. sure you're not doing things just because <laughs> it looks good on somebody else. Because what looks good on somebody else might not look good on you. Right. Like, and be a real friend. <laughs> be a real friend. Be a real friend. That right there. <laughs> if you can only have friends to tell you, oh, that outfit is cute. That hair is mm -hmm. cute. Mm -hmm. um, you need some new friends. Boo. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Kim, that is a really great kind of segue <laughs> into the next question. What would you tell your younger self about uh, relationships, whether it's dating, uh, picking a boyfriend, or even choosing, like, the girlfriends or the friends in your circle? Mm. What would you tell your younger self? Are there some mistakes that you made that you're like, mm, in hindsight, I would have done this? Uh, so... Whoever wants to answer that, Ms. B, do you want to answer that? Like, what would you tell your younger self about kind of friendships, relationships, things like that, choosing your friends, things well, like that? I would say you need to choose your friends wisely. Mm -hmm. Because when you begin to open your heart up to someone else, first of all, they need to be a Christian because they can process it and not put you on a pedestal, mm -hmm. but also be truthful back to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
And, and in my day and age, growing up in the 50s, and I graduated from high school in 1958, so that was a very key thing because mm-hmm. everybody knew each other, first grade through 12th grade. Mm-hmm. I have tons of friends that post stuff all the time from that age, and I knew them from the first grade to the 12th grade yep. and now beyond. Mm-hmm. So that's lifetime relationships that are forming you and molding you. That's so good. And, and if it's someone that's a gossiper, then they'll take what you tell them and they'll tell everybody else. Mm. Uh, yep. Who in the world uh, could trust that after a period of time? Right. Mm-hmm. So you be careful when you open up your heart to someone else mm-hmm. that it's God's leading. That's mm-hmm. so good, Miss V. I really that's like so that. Good. That's that a good so word. Good. Yeah. That's real good. Man, how do you, like, what else do you add to that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is how do people react when they're in the valley? When things happen, um, it's our community who we lean on, mm-hmm. who holds our arms up. Um, well, it's the people you've been spending time with. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know the people you're around and they don't know you, then how do they know mm-hmm. you are thirsty, you need water? <clears throat> oh, how do good. they know yeah. um, you're drowning? Oh, wait a minute. I know where a, a, a life raft is. Or yeah. mm-hmm. I, I know how to swim. Let me jump in the water. And mm-hmm. I have a community that is willing to sift through what's happening and give truth yeah. mm-hmm. and pour in truth. Mm-hmm. Sift out what's wrong, pour in God's truth. Yeah. And that, Miss B, <laughs> them being a believer. Yes. Um, so many times you can sit with someone and they're like, I don't have anybody. And I'm like, you got to check your friendships and your people around you because what do they believe in? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because a believer knows, wait a minute, let me pray. I don't know what to say. I may not know what to say. But I can pray for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you said, <coughs> da, 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 da. okay, let's pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's those, um, so mine is more like action. Like you need to be in relationship. You need yeah. to mm-hmm. walk with the people you're choosing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah, you, you really want that relational equity. Yeah. Where you're building a relationship when things are not blowing up Mm -hmm. and that way when things are difficult when seasons are hard you have relational equity and you don't feel like what some of our pastors say you have to rent a friend yes yeah Yeah. you you want people that are close to you yeah so um i am gonna tackle the dating (laughs) the dating question (laughs) first of all i'd be like don't do it Don't do it, boo. Oh, God. <laughs> there, there is a whole world be, beyond the city you've grown up in. There's a whole world Reach. ahead of you. Uh, but I think, you know, I was trying to think of it today because, honestly, if I were to try and tell my younger self something, my younger self probably wouldn't have listened because mm-hmm. my younger self was, I knew what I knew, and you mm-hmm. could not tell me anything different. I was passionate, full of zeal, but I did not have wisdom. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. And it did. It, that happened. <laughs> but what I would say um, to anybody else, <laughs> and I would probably tell my younger self even if she listened or not, um, the decisions that you make 
when you are young and you think high school is just going to be high school, when you're in high school, it's like there's nothing else. Mm -hmm. It is the biggest thing to you. You cannot possibly conceive a life beyond this. When you get out of high school, um, if you're, you're either moving forward or you're looking back. And I would encourage people, you're going to move forward, but um, you need to remember that what happens in high school follows you. Mm -hmm. It absolutely follows you. Mm -hmm. The decisions you make when you are younger, they follow you. They are not independent of the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I started making a series of decisions in high school when it came to dating. And it really, honestly... Y'all, <laughs> about to be confession time. Um, oh <laughs> so I I didn't really date a whole lot until like my junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. And then I, I got kind of superficial. I wanted to be like, I wanted to have like a, a, a football player's letterman jacket. I wanted to wear someone's senior ring. And so it was like, it was not wise from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was just, I started out with a lack of wisdom and I couldn't, train my desire to submit to the lordship of Jesus in that moment. It was like, I'm going to serve That's me. Good. And boy, did it get me in trouble because mm. it set me up for a series of choices um, that, that that little relationship only lasted about four months. But then I immediately walked into another relationship that lasted seven years, mm-hmm. far beyond high school. And a lot of crazy decisions, choices, it uh, that included, you know, things that were actually very dangerous for me. And um, so I, I and, and it, it has taken me a lot of years to let the Lord speak into what happened, the decisions that I made, train me and say, this is why, this is where we went wrong. That need that you felt for affirmation from a guy, that is a need that is first and foremost only going to be filled by the presence of the Father. Yes. And Amen. it doesn't matter what you try to shove in that hole. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. going to be filled. When you try to fill that place in you that is only meant for the love of the Father with anything else, it's like trying to shove something into a sock with a hole in it. It's just going to keep falling out, and you're going to feel that emptiness again, and you're going to reach for something else to fill it. And then at some point, we pray in Jesus' name. At some point, there is an awakening moment where you're like, nothing is filling the hole. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Holy Spirit, if we will give him room, the Holy Spirit will speak very softly and he will say, I am the one. Mm-hmm. I'm so the good. one you've been longing for. I'm the one that fills this need in you. It will not come from flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. It will only come by my spirit, says yeah. the Lord. Yeah. So, that's so good. Yeah. I really love all of that. As all of you guys were talking, I I kept having this thought, and I don't know what pastor says it in our church, but they always say, um, "Show me your five closest friends, Mm -hmm. and I'll and I will show you your future." Yeah, Mm -hmm. it will show you your future. Mm -hmm. And I even think that that encompasses all things, like the people that you're dating, your friendship, your circle. So good. If you look at those five people in your life, are they Believers, are they encouraging you? Are they sharpening you? Are they calling you out? Are they uh, pointing you to make wise choices? Mm-hmm. If those people, those five people that are closest mm-hmm. to in your life are not doing that, then perhaps it's time to reevaluate. Right. So, I do go want, ahead. Oh, no, go miss me. I was going to say that every generation has a trend, mm-hmm. and that's the generation I was raised in. The popular thing to do at that time 
was to run away from Louisiana and go to Mississippi and elope. Mm -hmm. At 19 years old, I eloped. 30 years later, as it crumbled every year more and more, it was not founded on godly foundations. It was founded on who is going to run away this weekend to Mississippi. But God in his infinite grace gave me two wonderful sons Mm -hmm. that I ended up having the privilege to be a single mom to guide and direct. And I never prayed for them to be pastors. I prayed that they would have a heart like David. And guess what? That's what they are. That's what they are. And the side effect is they are both pastors. Yes. We had a great life together. It wasn't easy. I'm the one that planted the seeds that were not godly. But that's okay. Together, we pulled together and made a great life. Yeah, that's so good. I love that, Miss B. I love that, too. Um, and I feel like it's this is a good point to mention ourselves. We've all talked about, Heather pointed it out, Miss B talked about it, of our involvement um, in the choices and how it's a point where you do have to look at yourself Mm -hmm. and when you check those five people around you Mm -hmm. if they're not checking the box that's not on them that's on you Mm -hmm. um yes Mm -hmm. we do have to take ownership um it's so god is so good he's so good to us um to send his son to like leave us with the holy spirit He's that good for the things we make mistakes on. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he made us. We are wonderfully and beautifully made. He knows our mm-hmm. um, prideful ways. He knows um, we will say, I can fix it. I can do this. And he's like, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's that moment where you do have to do a self-check. Mm-hmm. It's not everyone else. There is something that your your circle will bring to the table, but there is a point mm-hmm. where you're going to have to check what you're bringing. That's mm-hmm. good, Kim. You know? Yeah. That's good. That you're taking yep. on. Yeah. It, okay, I'm yeah. not wise. I need wisdom. Mm-hmm. I can be prideful. I need someone who can call that out mm-hmm. in me. And then I need to... To hear that, help me out. What verse? It's is it in? It's either in Isaiah or Romans. Uh, but <laughs> I, I know, I know, guys. Um, but give me eyes to see, and ears, ears to, to hear. Ears to hear. Um, that verse for me, although I couldn't say it, uh, it's the words that are etched into my spirit. Lord, give me eyes to see. Let me hear what my circle is saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you That's bring good. up a really good point. Uh, if we're looking around and we're evaluating our friendships and saying, you know, it, are they are they friendships that can hold me accountable? Are they friendships that are trustworthy? Are they friendships that speak into my life? We have to start with ourselves. Am I trustworthy yes. as a friend? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Am I wise Mm -hmm. as a friend to someone else am i you know i think we have such a such a trend as miss b would say Mm -hmm. such a trend 
um, to put responsibility on everyone else. Yes. Mm. But Amen. it starts with us. It yep. starts with us. It starts yes. at our feet. The ball is in our court. If I am looking for uh, something out of friendship or a certain type of friend, am I that friend first? Mm-hmm. Am I the one that is, you know, seeking out, that is um, asking questions, that is showing up when things are hard? Am I the one that's picking up on someone else struggling before I expect that someone else is picking up on when I'm struggling? Mm-hmm. It's self-evaluation is really important. Yes. And I think for for a large part of society we tend to lack it some it's like yes. what are my needs how are my needs being met mm-hmm. but but before you start you know asking someone else to meet your needs what are you bringing to the table mm-hmm. that's that can be a hard question and mm-hmm. it can be a hard action like realization right. to go oh yikes because I mean I'm even thinking of it as I'm sitting here Nikita and I are best friends and we bring something very different to the table but if I have an expectation that she shows up when I have needs, am I showing up when she has needs? Yeah, yeah. Am I mm-hmm. expecting something from other people that I am not willing to give myself? Mm-hmm. So we, we've got we've to ask those hard questions of ourselves, and we've got to be willing to be honest in our answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To close this out, I'm going to ask this final question to each of you guys. What would you tell your younger selves about <laughs> identity? Mm. knowing yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> well I would say I was privileged to be taught an entire thick book by Jim Stockdale and it's called Who You Are in Christ mm-hmm. and I learned at that time that my identity was not because I was Rick's mom or Randy's mom or by then all of these grandkids uh, grandmother I was who I am because of what Christ did for me. And my identity was the purposes and plans that God had called me to perform. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be my thoughts. It would be his thoughts. So that's what true identity is. Not who you are a mother of or a father or a child that you bore. It's who you are in Christ. So am I pleasing you, God? Every day are my thoughts pure? Am I speaking truth back to others? Mm -hmm. It's a big responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that would be what I would tell my younger self. I love it. So good. Um, For me, I would tell my younger self um, that I'm a daughter. That I am a daughter of a father who is really, really good. Um, And he walks with me. Um, And he's not distant. Um, I think younger, I thought God was distant and only reachable through someone else. um, Or reachable through, I mean, just pretty much the presence of someone else. So Mm -hmm. I had to be in church um, on Wednesday at the Bible study, on Sunday um, for Sunday school and at at service. And um, that for for me, it would be he's he's present. Mm -hmm. He's omnipresent. Mm -hmm. He's in every valley. He's on every mountain. Mm He's in every decision. There isn't a decision that you can't take to him. There is not one thing that he's like, mm, no, it's nothing I can do with that. That wow. he he is. Um, the Lord is my shepherd. 
yes. life. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Lord is Kimberly's shepherd. Um, I challenge anyone to put your name in the living word. Yes. Um, yeah. Put your name in it because your name is written when you were born. He knows. Put your name. We have to remind. The reminder is for us. Mm-hmm. The reminder is not for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the identity is I am a daughter of a, a good father and a essential part of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it's not distant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Good. Um, I would say that identity is given by the one who creates. Amen. Yes. If 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 I've created something, then I grant an identity. But if God has created something, then He is the one who gives identity. Mm -hmm. Identity is not by my choosing. Mm -hmm. Um, It is not. I am not who I what I feel. I am not what I have done. I am who he says that I am. Amen. I have what he says I have. I can do what he says I can do. And there are a lot of things that a lot of times where we feel very different ways. That does not determine who we are. No. The one who authored is the one who determines the identity. Mm-hmm. And he has... Uh, a good plan and a good purpose for each one of us. And it's, I think, um, learning to set aside what I've done in my past and know that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. That's not what he says. That's not who he says that I am. Mm -hmm. Learning to set aside how I may feel in a particular moment. And this is really important in the days that we are living in. Because in the days that we are living in right now, identity gets determined based on how you feel. feel. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Who? How do you feel about certain things? And there's just confusion everywhere. Mm-hmm. But the answer is you have an identity that was given by the one who formed you together in your mother's womb. Yes. And before he formed you, he knew you. Mm-hmm. And he knew okay. the plans and purposes he had for your life. And it is his words spoken over your life that are your true identity. Mm-hmm. Not any word that you can speak over your life, but what he says about you. So my encouragement would be, we've got to get into the word, like Kim is saying. Mm-hmm. We have to get into the word to figure out who we are. Yes, You know, we, there's a lot of like personality assessments, personality tests, all of these things in effort to discover who we are. But it is there is one book that if you read it and you give it space, it will read you and it will tell you who God created you to be. And it will only forever and always be the living word of truth, the Bible, God's word himself. And if we will read it and give it space, it goes from being the written word to being the revealed word. And if you want to know who you are, it is found in God's word, not apart from it. It is found in the word that he has spoken. When he, listen, when, when he created everything in the beginning, you look at Genesis chapter one. Sorry, I'm not trying to give a sermon, but I feel it. <laughs> Genesis chapter one, everything that he creates before he creates humanity is born of a command. Let there be light. Let there be waters. Let the waters be separated. Let there be fish. Let there be everything is a command. And I love how my sister says it. When he went to create humanity, he stopped issuing a command and started having a conversation. Mm -hmm. He turned inward and said, let us make man in our own image. But what I love is that if you go into Genesis chapter two and you see exactly how he did it, when he created Adam, he stopped just speaking things and he got his hands in the dirt Mm -hmm. and he got 
got down there and he put his hands in the he dirt did. and he picked it up and then he breathed life into it. It was the the thing. This is how we know we are the apex of his creation. He stopped just saying things. He got himself down in the dirt and it wouldn't be the last time he got himself down mm-hmm. in the dirt. But he got himself down in the dirt. He picked it up and he said, I've chosen you. You're going to be mine. You're going to be the one that I place my image Mm -hmm. in. You are in the Imago Dei, the image of God. I'm placing my image in you. This is who you are. You were always designed to be with me and not apart from me. And your identity will always be found in me. So let's get back to the dirt. Amen. 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 That's good. Come on. That's so good. And I feel like it's a really great place to end. Uh, listen, all of these stories, everything that you, all you women have shared today has been just really powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's going to be encouraging to so many people who are going to listen. So thank you so much yeah. for being on the podcast yeah, today. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. And we hope that you're going to be back on our next podcast. Yeah. So, yes. Thank you. Love y'all. Bye. Love y'all.